Hi, welcome to our podcast, A Day in the Life of, where we interview people's everyday lives. I'm Amira. I'm Sky. And I'm McKenna. And today we will have a special guest. Her name is Kayla Jean. What's her middle name? Also, check out our website, careers natosa.org we just made a website about our podcast and we have some new merch for you guys go check it out hey kayla so explain to me a little bit about what epilepsy is okay um epilepsy is a neurological disorder um pretty much epilepsy happens it is a seizure disorder um there are many types of seizures which i have found out throughout the like six or seven years that i've had epilepsy um pretty much um a seizure happens whenever the brain is pretty much firing too fast the um what's something that like would trigger your epilepsy or like make it worse or like um things that trigger my epilepsy in specific are um sleep deprivation um flashing lights high volumes of stress, um, hormone imbalances. Um, and I know sometimes, not with me specifically, but I know there are people who have seizures as a reaction to um, foods. Um, uh, for instance, I can... I I do struggle with insomnia, so I will be awake for days at a time. Um, Even if my body and my brain feel tired, um, I'm just not able to fall asleep. And not being able to fall asleep is, like I said, one of the, the triggers for me. But, yeah, if I don't get enough sleep, I'll fall on the floor and I'll start having a seizure. Dang. I'm sorry, I feel like I... So, when were you diagnosed, and how exactly did they diagnose it? I was diagnosed um, a few weeks before I turned 17. I was diagnosed September 4th of 2014. Um, I had my very first seizure... one morning when I was getting ready to go to work um, and how they diagnosed me was they brought me into the children's hospital in Pittsburgh and they hooked me up to an EEG ran a bunch of different tests on me Um, for instance they put a strobe light in front of my face have me close my eyes and they test different frequencies of the flashing lights so they start very slow just like a one, two, 
and then they speed it up gradually so then it's like and the wires that they have attached to my head that are connected to the EEG they um they record the brain and what they saw was whenever the strobe lights were going really slow my brain activity was like normal up and down you know and then whenever the super fast lights came on the brain activity started going sporadic so it looked like um just pretty much looked like scribbling all over the screen like your brain waves are going crazy yeah yeah So, does epilepsy play, like, a major part in getting or having a job? Um, did you say dating? Playing. Oh, okay, you said, does it play a major part in getting or having a job? Yeah. Okay. Um, yes and no. Um, when I first started having seizures, I was very like optimistic about it I wasn't going to let it get in my way I um was working at Wendy's and um I started having seizures a lot um, and I was trying different medications that um my body was reacting to in crazy ways and I had to stop working there because I just was getting sick all the time and then whenever I turned 18, I got a job working at Petco. And I was there for about four or five months. Um, and the management there was very understanding. But uh, instead of working like six to like eight hours a day, they that's, and that's what I started working at was like eight hours a day. And then after I had my first seizure and I had to call off for three days because I bit my tongue up very bad and I couldn't talk and I was still very disoriented. Um, they ended up cutting my hours down to four hours a day, like twice a week. So they kind of just, um, I think they more saw me as a, as a liability than anything. And that made me feel like less of a person. Um, so I quit that job and then I started working for my mom in real estate. And I've been working here for about five years going on six. And, um, the, it's really nice because my mom is very understanding. So she could be very flexible with my hours. So if, I have a seizure and I have to take off a day or two. She doesn't, you know, reduce my hours, but um, the hardest part of everything is I'm not able to drive um, because my seizures are not, you know, quote unquote controlled quite yet. Um, but it makes it a little bit harder. It kind of limits what I can do because I don't want to get too overwhelmed with stress from work and um, you know have myself a nice little seizure because of that um, what is something that would help you 
with your seizures or help prevent them from happening? So right now I am taking medication. I, after trying several different medications, including, um, like medicinal marijuana, I did have my card for that, but it didn't end up helping me anyway. So I don't use it. Um, but I am taking a medicine. It's called Briviac. I take it twice a day. Uh, so that helps me to control my seizures. This is the first medication that I haven't been allergic to, or that has caused me any kind of crazy, um, side effects like hallucination was one of the crazy side effects that I had. I have a, I have a device in my brain that is called the RNS, um, which is abbreviated for something else that I cannot remember, but pretty much it, what it does is it records my brain activity 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, um, whenever it, um, it has two wires coming off of the device itself and there are four electrodes on each wire and those electrodes are placed in different parts of my brain. And, um, the, um, when the electrodes, detect seizure activity it will zap them and diminish the um the seizure completely that's what it's supposed to do um and it seems like it's working um i was the i think i was the second person in pittsburgh to have this surgery and i was like the third or fourth person in america to have the the device placed in my brain in the exact spot that it's placed. Um, that's pretty cool. That's, those are the things that I'm doing to make sure that I don't have seizures and as well as making sure that I'm sleeping, um, on like a regular person's sleeping schedule. Um, is there certain like, medicines or something that you can't take that'll make you have the seat like obviously you said that that last medicine gave you the crazy side effects but is there like different medicines that make you have seizures or any foods that make you have seizures i haven't found a food quite yet that makes me have seizures um but one medication i was taking for about three or four months when I was, I think I had just turned 18 and it gave me severe migraines to the point where I couldn't even be in a room where like the TV was on because even the light from the TV was too bright and it would make me, make my head hurt so bad that it would make me throw up. Um, And that also the medication gave me not just migraines, but it caused my seizures to get worse. So I was having multiple seizures a day um almost every single day for that amount of time like three or four months whenever I was taking that medicine so um I had to stop taking that how has epilepsy changed your views on life oh um 
it's changed my views in a lot of ways. When I was younger, <laughs> I had a lot of, I guess, goals that I was ready to, you know, achieve after I had graduated high school. But when I started having seizures, it kind of put me back. I don't want to say like put me back in my place, but that's kind of what it did. Um, it made me appreciate the little things, that's for sure, like driving. A lot of people don't realize how, how that simple thing is such a luxury. I, you know, I had my license. And I got that little taste of freedom. And that was just snatched away from me in an instant. Um, it made me appreciate my family and everything that they have helped me with as far as, you know, getting me around to places and going to doctor's appointments with me and being there when I felt like I was at my lowest and feeling like I had no hope and the only option for me was just to ultimately just end my life and just put everybody out of, you know, this horrible loop that was taking care of me. And um, it, it, you know, when you have a seizure, there's a good chance that you, you won't come out of it. So it really made me think about every single day and think about every single moment, you know, and live for every moment like it was my absolute last moment. There's been so many times where I would wake up from a seizure and I would be, you know, bleeding from my head or I would, one time I bit my tongue and I had to go and get four, I think it was like four or five stitches in my tongue because I had just bit it clean open and um, I've done a lot of damage to myself and I've gotten myself myself stuck in a lot of crazy situations um, and positions from having the seizures and like from just falling. Um, so it made me appreciate just the little things, you know? Um, and even just living on my own um, by myself before that looked like something that like was just going to happen okay so my next question is what is it like to live with epilepsy on a day-to-day -day basis uh at first it was very scary it was very new um my whole world was flipped upside down. Um, for the longest time, I was afraid to leave my apartment. I was afraid to go into public. And my biggest fear was to have a seizure in public because that would be like the ultimate form of humiliation. Even though I know it's something that I can't control. Um, now, it's, it's not as scary. Um, it's more like I just take life as it, you know, as it's thrown at me. I, it, it's not, 
it's not something that I take lightly, but it's, I don't know, I feel like it's made me a stronger person. So it's, I don't know, it's, it's not scary anymore. It's, <laughs> I can't think of the word. Normal. Yeah, it's normal. And what is it like to have a seizure? What do you, what do you expect? Um, well, for me, I don't know when they're going to happen. So I don't, like a lot of people, they feel like an aura, like they feel dizzy or they feel almost like lightheaded. Um, or they get a metallic taste in their mouth or um, they notice like a body part is like twitching or they feel really jittery, but I don't get anything like that. So I just will just fall and start doing the the deed on the floor. Um, But during the seizure, there's been a lot of times where it almost feels like I'm dreaming. I will have these like crazy, um, these crazy dreams and like in my mind I make up what's happening to me in the moment like the one I remember the most is I was 17 and I just came home from homecoming and I fell as I was walking upstairs I called my dog upstairs and I went to shut the light off and then I fell into my mom's door and almost broke her door And the last thing I remember is calling my dog to come upstairs with me. And in my mind, what was going on is I was laying down on the ground and my dog was standing over me, (laughs) shooting water out of her mouth into my mouth. And I was trying to tell her to stop because I thought that I was drowning, like she was trying to drown me. Um, And that's what you feel like, um, is like you can't breathe. And, um, that's why they have you, you know, lay on your side so you don't choke on your stomach, on your stomach, on your tongue. Um, but it's, it's hard to breathe your passageways for some reason, just, they don't know how to work anymore. Um, so it, it feels like you're drowning. And then when you kind of start for me, when I start to come out of it and I can hear what's going on around me and I'm aware of what's happening and, um, that's what scares me the most is because I, it's still happening. Like my body is still shaking and I can hear myself like moaning and like screaming, but I can't do anything about it. It's kind of similar to like sleep paralysis. You're stuck and you can't move and you know that you can, but it just, it won't happen. Um, and then whenever I come out of it, I, I look around and for like a few moments I'm confused and I don't know what's going on and I have to just like ask what happened and then whoever's with me will tell me you just had a seizure and um, and it, it takes a minute for me to like comprehend that and then after I realize okay and I feel that like my tongue is bit up um blood on on any like surface around me i'm like okay yeah that definitely then i i get really sad because it just happened and 
I was hoping that it wouldn't happen even though I didn't know that it was going to happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. What what should you say or do when someone is having a seizure? Um, when somebody's having a seizure, the number one rule is make sure that they are laying on their side. Never put anything in their mouth. Like there are all kinds of, you know, there are a lot of things that say, oh, you should put like a... a a wooden spoon or a wallet or something in their mouth so they don't, you know, choke on their tongue to like try to hold their tongue down. But it's physically impossible to choke on your tongue. Your tongue will flop back and it'll block your your airway, but you cannot physically swallow your tongue because of the little thing that connects it at the bottom. Um, so just make sure that they're on their side. Don't put anything in their mouth and just make sure that you have, if there's like, no pillows around, put your hand under their head to make sure that they don't smack their head off of the, the floor. And if there are other people around, um, make sure that they get anything that could potentially be dangerous, like away from you. Um, and then if um, once that person comes out of the seizure, just be with them don't start freaking out that's the worst thing that you can do is like start freaking out um because that's just gonna make the person even more scared just try to even though i know it's scary for anybody to watch um just try try um try to keep as calm and collected as possible just for their sake and then whenever this whole situation is done then you can have your moment and that sounds really like crappy to say and kind of selfish but um you just want to like reassure them that like everything's okay you're safe um yeah just pretty much just make sure the person isn't hitting their head there's nothing in their mouth and they're on their side um are there multiple kinds of seizures and if so what kind do you have um there are Yes, there are many types of seizures. Um, there, I have three different types of seizures. Um, they all come from different parts of my brain. So there is uh, focal epilepsy, and then there is generalized epilepsy. So focal, it, it stays in one point of your brain, which can easily be taken care of by... Uh, surgery where they just remove that small portion of the brain completely and generalized means it is all over the brain so I have generalized so they can't just go in with um, you know their knife and cut all that out of my brain because then my brain would look like Swiss cheese but I have um, tonic clonic seizures or grand mal seizures I have um, petite mal seizures, or most commonly known as staring spells, which is where I will, I can be talking to somebody and I will blank out for maybe five to 10 seconds. And I will have no idea that it just happened. And I will have no clue what you just said to me. Um, And then I also have um, seizures in my sleep 
um, which I'm not 100% sure what those are called, but I have the seizures in my sleep and the seizures, the grand mal seizures, they're actually the same, but whenever you're awake and whenever you're asleep, it comes from different parts of the brain. Um, and I actually found out that if I were to only have seizures in my sleep, I could get my license back. Um, because then that would mean that there would be no seizure activity while I'm awake. So I wouldn't have to worry about going into a full blown episode while I was driving. Um, so yeah. What about like, um, like does each, does each different type of seizure have a different, like it's happens different like I know grandma seizures you shake a lot but to the other like the staring one you just stare do you shake or anything it just like what happens yeah the grandma I just fall on the floor and I look like a a dying fish just flopping around and shaking whenever the staring spells is literally just kind of the closest thing I can kind of relate it to is whenever you just zone out you know Um, yeah you just kind of, when you're just not interested in something, you just kind of zone out or daydream. Uh, that's pretty much it. Like, I don't do anything fancy. But whenever I'm asleep, it's pretty much the same thing as the one whenever I'm awake. Um, I I don't think that I move around as much. I notice that um, whenever I would have a seizure whenever I'm asleep, I don't bite my tongue as much um, as I do whenever I have them, whenever I'm awake. And one thing that is really cool about the device that I have in my brain, the they were able to go back and look at my, my, my brain activity, like the history. And they found out that my seizure activity is more active between and um, 5 a.m. So that was pretty cool to to just kind of know those uh, specifics. So they were able to adjust my medication accordingly. So I would take more um, anti-seizure medication at night than I do in the daytime. Yeah. Do you wake up when you have, like, a seizure when you're sleeping? Like, does it wake you up or... There have been a few times um, after I have a seizure that I will wake up immediately and I will feel confused and like the number one sign for me if I'm alone and I have a seizure while I'm asleep is my head will hurt so bad. And um, like if I take a drink of water, the way the water feels in my mouth feels different. And I know that sounds crazy. But that's, there's been a few times where I wake up uh, immediately afterwards, but there are more times than not where I'll have the seizure and then just continue to sleep through the night. And then whenever I wake up in the morning, um, I notice I don't feel right. My, my mouth kind of hurts and my head will hurt. And like I said, the, the number one way I'm able to tell is if I take a drink, just how the water feels and tastes. so i know you have a service dog named hank and 
I was wondering, like, what does he do, like, when you have your seizure? Like, how does he help you? Or does he let you know that they're happening? Or, like, how does he help? Um, he, he, he does tell me before they happen. Because, like I said, I don't get any warning signs that I'm going to have them. Um, so he'll come up to me and he'll start whining a lot and he'll start pacing in front of me and then he'll start handing me his paw like he's trying to shake my you know and um, and when I first got him I thought he was just trying to tell me that he needed to go to the bathroom and I was actually I had just finished going to the bathroom and I was getting ready to leave and he kept coming in there and he just kept whining and like pawing at my leg just telling me like pretty much telling me like you need to lay down right now and the next thing I knew because I just kept saying like you were just out I know you don't have to go to the bathroom next thing I knew I wake up and I'm lodged between my bathtub and my toilet and I'm stuck there and Hank is laying behind me and he has his paw on my leg and I get myself up and I was just blown away because I had only had him for four days. So, um, whenever, um, whenever there are other people around, he will signal to me like, Hey, something's going to happen. He'll start whining and he'll start pacing. He'll do everything I just said he did. Um, and then when it happens, if people are around, he will set himself aside. Like he will sit next to me. And he will just kind of let whoever's in the room help me the way that they help me. So he just kind of gets out of the way, um, which I thought was freaking awesome. Um, whenever it's just me and him, and if I'm not lodged somewhere, he will lay behind me. If I fall in my kitchen, he will lay behind me to support me and keep me on my, my side so I don't you know, continuously, like... Hurt yourself? Yeah. So he would just, like, lay against me, and he will um, keep me propped up. I remember a few years ago, I was in... I was in therapy, and he was whining like crazy, and I thought, well, maybe he needed to go to the bathroom. (laughs) And I... He was trying to tell me that I was going to have a seizure, and he... I fell over out of my chair and I had a seizure on the ground and my therapist was just amazed because he laid behind me. He didn't get aggressive whenever she tried to help me. And, um, she couldn't believe that he actually told me that it was going to happen. And he just kind of like most dogs, if their like owner is in danger or they're trying to protect something, they will, you know, try to growl at you or try to bite but he didn't do any of that. Um, I, and that was actually on my 20th birthday and I got rug burn on my face and dad thought that I had done special effects makeup on, on my, (laughs) on the side of my face. Oh, I actually remember that. And he told me that I needed to stop because it wasn't funny anymore. But, um, but yeah, but my therapist, she, uh, had a pillow in the room so she put the pillow under my head but she was really old so it was probably really hard for her to lift my big head up so um but yeah he he does that and if 
And there was a few times where I had, I was having a seizure and my boyfriend was, um, he was asleep and Hank went into the room, jumped up on the bed and was like trying to wake him up. Like he was whining and like getting in his face and um, just like jumping kind of like on him and it woke him up and he heard me like having a hard time breathing and he came in the living room and he helped me but I I don't know it was it was crazy that he even went in the room and he knew to go and wake um, Adam up to help me yeah did you didn't like train him or anything like that right like or did you I didn't train him to stay behind me or to help prop me up. I was looking for a long time to to get a dog through the Epilepsy Foundation um, that was pretty much trained um, or that was like you would work with the, the dog to become familiar with you and how they would... Um, and like they would show you how they would signal you. Um, but I actually, I got him from the humane society and, um, he, I had, like I said, I had only had him for four days and I didn't know whether or not he would, um, know how to communicate with me to tell me that something was wrong. Like pick up on the seizures. Yes. Um, because, I mean, every animal is capable of doing that, but not every animal, like, can communicate that. So that's where I got really lucky that he was, he knew how to do that. Um, So I didn't train him as far as telling me that I was going to have a seizure. I mean, he was just, he just knew. He was just a good dog from the get-go. Yeah. (laughs) thank you so much kayla for being on our podcast and taking the time out of your day to talk about epilepsy and how it's affected your life and the last question if you could say one thing to the world about epilepsy what would you tell them I would tell the world um, epilepsy is nothing to be afraid of. It might take some things away from you, but it will give you something that a lot of people strive for, and that is courage. Epilepsy has given me the courage to do things that scare me every day without question. Um, because life is so short, I do live for the moments. I do not plan tomorrow because tomorrow is never guaranteed. Um, I live for me and I do what makes me happy and I do it unapologetically. I have had a lot of people try to set boundaries for me and tell me what I can and cannot do because of my epilepsy. Um, so I do everything that they say I can't and I do it with a, with a smile on my face um, just to prove that Just because I have this quote-unquote disadvantage does not mean that you can put me in a box and and keep me there. Um, 
I love my epilepsy. Even though it does suck at times, overall, it has made me a stronger woman. And I am so proud of the woman that I've become today because of my epilepsy. So, yeah.